We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The uh, the fire stoked again yesterday, Kansas and Missouri. I love it. Uh, this is great. This is just a wonderful story. And, and the more stuff we can learn about this, the better it is for everybody, right? So the, uh, the Liberty Bowl executive director, his name is Steve Earhart, uh, went on a, uh, a a podcast down in Arkansas called Hold That Line. Right. Arkansas playing Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. Right, yes. So they brought him on to, to discuss, you know, selecting Arkansas. Sure, yeah. And Because uh, everybody wants to hear from the bowl director. I guess. And, and so he revealed it was Arkansas all along. It oh, God, you sure it was. was. They went out and looked for the best, and they came back with yeah, Arkansas thanks, to, face, yeah. to face Kansas. It wasn't Missouri. We, we stood tall for the Razorbacks from day one because, as you know, at the end with Missouri – Happened to beat the Razorbacks in the last game. They wanted to come, no matter what all that baloney was about not wanting to play Kansas. And and we had some choices in the Big 12 side, too. You know, we could have taken Baylor or uh, Oklahoma State, some pretty good team. He said uh, Missouri, by the Missouri, way. Missouri, yes, he did. Pretty yes. awesome. Yep. It's like they wanted to come here. All that baloney about playing. Then why playing didn't they Kansas. go there if they wanted to come there, right? Yeah. They, they did not so, want to play Kansas. So this was making the rounds yesterday. Right. Basically, his all that stuff with Kansas baloney, uh-huh. and so the uh, the drive yesterday with uh, with uh, Carrington, who everybody hates now, Missouri fans alike. They hate Carrington. Yeah, the Missouri yeah. fans yeah, hate he's Carrington. He's not standing up for them enough. Oh, well, you why know. should he? They yeah. didn't do anything to stand <laughs> he was up funny for. Yesterday, he's like, "This is great." He's like, "Missouri fans hate me. Kansas fans hate me, and oh, Kansas State fans. They don't. They don't ever hate anybody." Right. Um. Nah, I think I've been hated by K State fans. So they had Brett McMurphy on. Who Who's originally a respected journalist who, who originally broke the report that Missouri didn't want to play Kansas. Okay, can, can I pause for a second there? I, I, before you get into this, I, I just want to say, like, Brett McMurphy is a respected journalist, and having things right truly matters to him, right? We're entertainers. We're columnists. We have fun. Ha, ha, ha. We tell fart jokes and move on. Brett McMurphy is like a serious journalist. So when he says something, I'm going to believe that Brett McMurphy has the sources that have told him that because what does he have to gain by going out there and saying Missouri doesn't want to play Kansas? He's not going to make up stories like that because the guy's been doing this for a hundred years and he is very good at his job. And so when he reported it, I'm like, it must be legit. He's one of the foremost college insiders in this country and has a reputation that is pristine. So, uh, the drive decided to call Brett McMurphy, have him on again and say, and ask him about this bull director calling basically a story baloney. Right. And by that point in time, McMurphy had already called the, the bull director. Right. was already on the line with this guy. And bull director said, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said baloney. Your reporting was correct. 
He said the fallout was what basically he the fallout of it all. Right. He thought the the bold director thought was baloney. Well, that's like, not Brett McMurphy's fault. Correct. Brett McMurphy reported a story and everybody started and, talking and that's about what he, that. That's story. what he's saying. He's like, I don't what my fault, how everybody took it. Right. That that But it is in twenty twenty two. When you say something, it's it, it's your fault if somebody perceives it wrong. So the story right? became Missouri was chicken. Well, of course. Right? Yeah. And that's all. That's us I saying. Think it. I think I barked a that's, few times. That's a lot of people saying that, right? Yeah. Not Brett McMurphy, but <laughs> it all. I think goes, at one point we even heard Eli Drinkwitz go, "If I were king of the forest." It all kind of goes back to Brett McMurphy. It took kind of offense to the whole thing. He's like, "Look, man, my report was right." He also told me multiple bowl officials told him Missouri did not want to play Kansas. It's done. What I reported originally was that Missouri did not want to play Kansas in a bowl game. I did not say they did not want to play in the Liberty Bowl. I said they. I said a Liberty Bowl was an opportunity for the schools to play because of the bowl tie-ins. They could have also played in the Texas Bowl. They could have also played in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. What I reported was Missouri officials were telling bowl officials and people within the SEC, who then relays that information to the bowl officials, we do not want to play Kansas in a bowl game. And so that's what I reported. Again, all I can tell you is I just talked to him. He said, what you reported was accurate. I shouldn't have said baloney. I should have said brouhaha. What others have reported after I reported it that said Missouri is scared to play Kansas and all these different things, I never reported that. I said, and I think when I told you guys, I actually understand why Missouri would not want to play Kansas. In their viewpoint, they have nothing to gain. That doesn't mean you're scared. And the example I used was A&M in Texas. And Steve Earhart told me an example of they had A&M one year. And they were told by the league office, A&M in Texas will not play in a bowl game, so don't try to pair them up. He said this was the same situation. So Missouri so what's, was telling what, people we don't want to play Kansas. Right. So what, 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 what am I missing here? They said we don't want to play Kansas. Why would Steve Earhart, the head of the bowl, call that baloney when Missouri clearly said that? And that's what Brett McMurphy reported. He was saying the fallout was playing like that. That they never, neither one of them said that Missouri was scared of playing them. There wasn't an opportunity to gain anything out of it. Which you're right. For Missouri, all, all Missouri could do actually was lose out of this whole thing. Well, yeah, it's like Kansas not it's, wanting to play Wichita it's, State it's, in basketball. It's much easier for them. To to lose to Wake Forest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Go play Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Pole. No, nobody, nobody cares. On. You you lose that game, nobody cares. You win that game, great for you. Mm-hmm. You go play Kansas. And you lose, everybody's talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And all your fans are talking about it. Right. And their friends are talking about it. Isn't Kansas in the same boat, though? I mean, if you if you go and play Missouri and lose, then everybody's talking about you lost to Missouri. You're just not Missouri, ready for though. them yet. Or whatever, yeah, I mean, you, you could know. spin it however there's, you There's They weren't ready for I mean. Missouri just yet. And, you, yeah, see, you're, we're still the big brother so in this it, whole thing. Doesn't Missouri feel like maybe they're not as good then if they if they don't want to play right. Kansas? They had more to lose. Yeah, sure they did. So Absolutely. That's, that's, but go ahead and be honest about that. We don't want to play Kansas, not because it wasn't an opportunity. No, because you had a lot to lose. A lot to lose in that game. But I think also, too, we also need to understand. You lose to Wake, nobody cares. Nobody notices. Nobody cares. 
now. You play a game, a bowl game against Kansas, and you lose. <laughs> oh, you lost to then Kansas. It's on. Right? Then it is on, and then you got to hear about that's it. That's why they season, didn't want right? to play Kansas. Well, of course, that's why they didn't want to play Kansas. But there, there's a difference between reporting things and then having opinions on things. He was just reporting on things. I'm not reporting that Missouri is chicken. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Bradbury Murphy reported Missouri does not, as told Bowles, they did not want to play Kansas. Right. So here's the facts. Now you develop your opinion. And then everybody off took it wherever. Facts. And Bradbury yeah. Murphy's just like, man, I just, I just, I just said what the deal was. Right. Everybody else that took it directions like all of us. Sure. It's on you. That, that yeah, but you yeah. know what? Here, here, here's the fact. The fact is Missouri told the Bulls they didn't want to play Kansas. Correct. That is a fact. That yes, was the reported fact. Yeah. I hear that fact. My opinion now is <laughs> that, 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 Missouri's yeah. chicken. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just no other way to, to kind of play that, right? You can't, I, I don't think there's any way you can spin it. Don't don't give me the uh, well. It just doesn't. We just don't benefit. Blah, blah, blah. No, if you lose, it's embarrassing. It's and embarrassing that's why you if you lose. It. But playing that game is a benefit to both schools Heck involved. Yes, it is. People would care about your bowl. Now nobody cares about the Sarsaparilla Bowl. And, and Kansas fans care about the Liberty Bowl because they're going to a bowl. Because they're going to a bowl, bowl game for the first time since Eisenhower was president, would, right? It would be better if they were playing Missouri. Absolutely. Absolutely it would be. Who are they playing in the Liberty Bowl against? Arkansas, Arkansas right? Yeah. That doesn't really yeah. do anything. Yeah. It's the Battle of Kansas. But I guess I you mean, beat like, Arkansas. You can say you beat Missouri because Missouri, Missouri beat, beat Arkansas. Arkansas. I, I, I don't know. By the transitive no. property. Not but, really. But also, really. again, people have to understand there's a difference between reporting and opinion. And just because we say it on the radio or somebody writes a column or it's in a blog doesn't mean it's being reported. Most of the stuff you hear anymore is opinion-based. That's what people want. They want opinions. I mean, you look at all these talking head shows that are on in the morning on ESPN and NFL Network. None of those guys are reporting anything unless they bring on the insider. The guys like you and I, we're 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 uh, we're opinion givers. We're entertainers. We're trying to you know it, it, excite people. We're trying to get people you know to have some fun. That's what we do for a living. I'm not sitting here reporting news. That's sometimes lame. you are though. Sometimes yeah, I think you, I think sometimes you, I think we make that clear. But we make it pretty clear. Yeah. I didn't report that Missouri was chicken. That's just my opinion, and I'm not the only one that has that opinion. <laughs> you, you, you'd go ahead and do it though, if you could, right? Oh God, yes. I, I'd like to, yeah. I'd like to report if, Missouri's chicken. If somebody chicken. told me that, like, if somebody said, hey. Eli's chicken. He's afraid to play Kansas. Then I could say, I've been told by sources <laughs> there you go, there you go. that yeah. he, but when they say that and I go, well, then he's chicken. That's an opinion. And everybody's got an opinion. They're like, you know, what's uh, Texans talk. No, not really. What? Uh, Tommy rumors and Mike Leach legacy with Ben Maller of Fox sports radio. Next. Fesco in the morning, locked in, focused, and ready to go starting at six. I get the bosses wrong all the time too. I remember which one's on which team. Yeah. Right. Chubs are the same way. Chubs are the same way. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this now? I totally forgot. I lost you on yeah, Chubb, you, you, you did. nine-year-old. <laughs> Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time for our weekly chat with Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio. You can hear him overnights right here on 610 Sports Radio. Well, we got a big one this weekend, Ben. Of course, it's Houston versus Kansas City. Week 15. The Texans are probably, though, playing for something. They're playing for that number one pick, aren't they? Well, listen, these are blood rivals going back many years. And as you said, you throw out the records. And uh, who doesn't want to watch this game? Who's not looking forward, anticipating what's going to happen? The back and forth, the yin and the yang between the Chiefs and the Texans. But But in all seriousness, no, after what happened last week, and I know as a gambler, and I know it was on a gambling uh, segment, but I had the Broncos plus eight and a half. I would like to thank the Chiefs for going out to a 27 nothing lead and then just kind of you know, laying back a little bit and letting the, the Broncos back in the game. Although it's going to be hard this weekend. The Texans are so bad, and their top player, their running back, Pierce is out. So it's going to be even more difficult for the Chiefs not to win this game by three touchdowns. I'm looking at this. This could be a trap game for Houston. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because they they are on a clear path to the number one pick in the draft, which is really all they're playing for. There's no other reason for them to show up to work, right? Lovey Smith knows he's going to be coaching college football somewhere next year. He's not going to be coaching the Texans. They they're going to get rid of him. The whole coaching staff will be gone. Half the roster is going to be gone. So, but that draft pick, that shiny draft pick, that's what it's all about. Should the NFL allow teams that suck so bad to draft a quarterback number one? I, I think if you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round uh, in the NFL now, you need to have a plan in place to prove to the NFL that you have legit head coaches in place so you don't screw up these quarterbacks and find yourself there again and ruin the careers of quarterbacks. Like with Bryce Young coming out, I don't think he should be allowed to go to Houston as Lovey Smith as the head coach because you're not setting him up for success. So the rule is you have to win seven games to be allowed to draft a quarterback. Would that be the is what's the number? Well, Six, I don't I, I don't think there should be a number thrown on it. I yeah. think you should have to prove to the NFL based on the coaches that you have in staff and the offensive minds that you have around that you're worthy of drafting a quarterback. And then the NFL gives you the blessing and you know assigns you yes or no whether or not they believe your organization is worthy enough to welcome a new quarterback into this league. I like this. So there could be like a ceremony. You could be, it's kind of, as you said, like the Pope, you could have the white smoke if you're allowed to draft the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there's just too many useless loser NFL head coaches that flame out. Like we're seeing in Denver right now or Houston right now that have quarterbacks and they ruin the quarterbacks. I think half the quarterbacks careers are ruined because they're not set up for success. Look at Mahomes; He's got a dream situation here in Kansas city. And then look at Daniel Jones. He's had like 17 coaches in two years. Yeah, that is true. But there is a guy like in in Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is coming on the last month or so. He's actually looking like he knows what he's doing now, although he had to go through multiple coaches and all that. But we've talked about this in the past, guys. We've been on here. I've been on with you guys a couple of years now. Um, I don't even know how long it's been, but I believe the fatal flaw in the North American industrial complex of sports is that you reward bad behavior. And I I think we're better. I'm a proud American. I think we're better at most things. But when it comes to our sports, I love what they do in soccer with relegation. It's great. If you yes, suck, you go to a lower level. And I would love to see that happen like in 
in baseball, if you're bad for multiple years, you're going to the Mexican league and we're going to bring Tijuana into the, to the major leagues. And that's just the way it's going to be. And I don't care whether the, you're the Yankees or, you know, whoever it might be, but there's got to be something. You know, and, and somebody brought this up years ago. You probably got, you guys remember they, they was like, well, what about instead of rewarding the worst teams with the top pick, what if we said, if you won the most games, you get the top pick. What if we change? We did like reverse all world and did, you know, the, the, the tangled web of, all right, you have the top record. We'll give you the number one pick. There you go. Draft whoever you want, and 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 you know, and not reward teams for for stinking. Because the Texans, it's blatant what they're doing. Uh, Carolina, their coach admitted he's like, coach is like, yeah, yeah, we're tanking the whole thing. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. So I'm getting jaded as I get older. I imagine the great drama though, the the Schefters and Rappaports of the world fighting to get out the report first. Uh, the NFL has decided the uh, the Texans are not worthy of drafting a a quarterback with their first pick they were required to draft along the defensive line i think just just the ability for the league to step in and rig things would be completely awesome oh it'd be great yeah you're only allowed to draft a player this is just in from adam Schefter. only a player that weighs over 290 pounds no one below 290 and then you got to draft no skill guys yeah yeah (laughs) no skill you have no ability to draft a skill player that would be great. And you could make it a TV show. And since the NFL is all about programming, it's just a television channel. At this point, it's all about providing programming for TV networks. That would be a great show. You put it on the NFL network, you could sell it to Fox, maybe ESPN buys it. Who knows? Have a bidding war. Knock yourself out. But Ben Maller, I, I mean, seriously, when you think about it, who benefits more? The Houston Texans getting a record of 114 and one or whatever they're going to end up being, or the team that loses in the AFC or NFC championship games? They're picking 30 and 29, and the Texans go 115 and one, and they're picking number one. By the time the season's over, they've actually won. Yeah. And it's not even like the number, the number one pick's nice, but it's at the every draft, they go every round. Every round of the draft, you get the first pick in the second round, the first pick in the third round, and those end up being more valuable and, and, and the, all the way down, the trickle-down, as Ronald Reagan said back then, trickle-down economics. I think that's what he said back back in the day. So, Ben Maller, Fox Sports Radio. Of course, you can hear him overnights here on 610 Sports Radio. I love the every-other-week uh, NFL. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the week Tua stinks. Is that right? Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was great last week, but now, now stinks again. I, I love yeah. it. And I did see him, and that was one of the worst performances through midway through the third quarter I have seen. I thought I was watching God only knows who at quarterback. I mean, one of the Rams quarterbacks, the way they played this year. But, man, he was 3 of 17 midway through the third quarter. And the Chargers, they don't have a great defense. They have, like, a middling defense. Uh, but, yeah, two is terrible. And now this is one of those tipping points. Now, we were all wrong about Tyreek Hill. Your old uh, comrade there from Kansas City who's now in Miami. We were like, well, he's going to blow up by now. He hasn't blown up yet as far as like in the locker room and all that. But this is a big game this weekend. This will be in Buffalo Saturday. That'll be, if they lose it, snow, temperatures in the 20s. Dolphins lose that game. Three losses in a row. And then all of a sudden, the playoffs are not guaranteed anymore. And then we'll see how Tyreek handles that. We'll see if he explodes. But, yeah, Tua's in the doghouse now. Well, and, and and that's just not the, the the other good quarterback story. The other one is, as every other week, as Josh mentioned, is that the new Tom Brady rumors. This week, back to New England with Cliff Kingsbury as the coach. Your thoughts? 
I'm more interested in the dating rumors that the page six New York Post has on which uh, Instagram model he's dating. That I find that more interesting. Cliff Kingsbury should be coaching in the Big 12 somewhere, or he should be a runway model. He should not be an NFL head coach. This whole debacle in Arizona, and I'm not here to take a bow, but I've been I was I was bashing Kyler Murray for years, and I was getting attacked by the media in some of the, the fanboy media in Arizona. They were like all upset with me and all that. Now they're singing a different tune. You've got Kyler Murray who's out for probably most of next season. You've got the coach who's probably gone. The GM, unfortunately, has got some medical problem. He left. All those guys got paid last year. All of them. But do I think Tom Brady's going to go to New England because of clicking Klingsbury? No. I think he could go back to New England, but not because of that. I think he wants he can go back to kind of complete the circle, if you will, with, with the Patriots. And Bill Belichick's going to get rid of Mac Jones. You think Mac Jones is going to be back? A, he's not very good. And B, you know the one thing Belichick despises is when players show up coaches. He's been showing up Matt Patricia every week on a weekly basis. It's bad body language week after week for for Mac Jones. Now, are we saying Cliff Kingsbury is the OC, Bob, or the head coach? Because that's to me, is baffling. Well, the way that I read it was he was going with Brady and then kind of like maybe a coach in waiting, if you will. No. I don't know. I mean, because that's ridiculous, right? I mean, I can see the Brady goes back. The Kingsbury part, I just don't understand unless they wanted to, you know, bring his own quarterback guy with him. No, I'm going with my theory, and I've said this for years, and I filled in on, on EEI in Boston a couple of years back, and I said, Belichick's going to hang around long enough. A, he's got to beat Shula's record, so he's got to coach another couple of years. But he wants to hang around long enough until his kid is ready to replace him. Steve Belichick, he actually has two co- two sons on the coaching staff for the Patriots. One of them is the co-defensive coordinator, although he doesn't have the title. So if he hangs around long enough, pass the baton to your kid. Keep the Belichick tree going there in New England. Then Belichick can go to the front office and be the, the general manager or an advisor, and his kid can coach the team. Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio with us here on 610 Sports Radio. And uh, obviously we lost one of the greats in college football in Mike Leach. I don't know that I've ever seen somebody so beloved after a passing like we're seeing with Mike Leach. That guy was truly one of a kind, wasn't he? Oh, I love Mike Leach. I, I, I've i told the story on my show that when he – I was so excited when he got hired to the Pac-12, then the Pac-10 – and I, I would go out to Pac-10 Media Day, and it was the most boring experience ever because it's just coach after coach. My guys have really worked hard all summer. They're ready for the season. You know, I really like these kids. They're great student athletes. And then Mike Leach would get up there, and I was so excited when he got hired because he'd do a, like a 10-minute rant about pirates or aliens, uh, you know, uh, whatever. And it was, it was wonderful. And the media would bait him. The media knew that Leach would talk about anything, and he'd just go on a tangent. But, yeah, just a nice man. He wasn't the winningest coach. He wasn't the greatest coach in college football. He wasn't Nick Saber or anything like that. Just a good dude. And a guy that had this Svengali effect where you wanted to hear what he had to say and also somebody that survived two attempts to cancel him back when he was at Texas Tech. He lost his job there, but he bounced back. And a couple of years ago when he made a joke uh, on about, you know, COVID and married people at home and all that. And some people got all offended and, and he had to apologize, but he continued on. And I, I love Mike Leach. I'm going to miss him. I wish he was around for another 10, 15 years. He left us too soon, but what a, what a wonderful gift to, to our little world of sports that we got to enjoy some of the nonsense from Mike Leach. And you know what? More people in sports should be like Mike Leach, you know? 
Exactly. I mean, everyone's the same. They're afraid about offending people. And Mike Leach didn't really offend anyone. He just looked at things differently. He's like, in a sea of fish, he was the merman, right? He stood out from from all the fish in the sea, and it was great. And uh, love him. And I love the quote he gave when he was asked, you know, how should people remember me when, when I pass away? And he's like, ah, it's not my problem. <laughs> you know, it was, I'll be gone. So uh, rest in peace. Yeah, wonderful man, Mike Leach. And I I'm glad I, 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 you know, I didn't, I don't know him, but I met him a, a few times over the years when he's coaching at Washington state. Like I said, so it was uh, a big fan, big fan. I talked about him guys more than anybody other than Nick Saban and like urban Meyer. I don't really talk too much college football, but Mike Leach was in the top three over the last 15 years or so. Ben, we appreciate the time. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Saturday night football in the snow. Can't wait. It's a winter wonderland. Thanks, guys. That's Ben Maller of Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by The Landing here on 610 Sports Radio. Have you ever thought what your elf name would be? Yes. (laughs) Here's your chance. Next. Festo in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Please listen to our friend and all-pro defensive tackle, Chris Jones. Wake up with Festo in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. And always live on the Odyssey app. All right, you chipmunks, ready to sing your song? Oh, there we are. Yeah. Let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Okay! Amidst all the hijinks they were part of, we forget how talented they were. Who? The Chipmunks. Oh, they were fantastically talented. Yeah. They could sing this song better than anybody else, right? I mean, they're... They, you know, they were always up to stuff. And it was a lot of drama. Yes, they were. But in the end... In the end... They were very talented. Very talented. Yes. Very talented. Um, This may come to you as a surprise. Okay. I actually chuckled at a, 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 a morning television report. Did somebody mess up? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. why okay. then, yeah. Because right. um, you, usually you're not chuckling. You're going, why is that man in, inside of a dark stadium at this time of day when there's nothing correct. going on until tomorrow? Correct. Yeah. Um, God love them. Morning television. Terrible. Terrible. It's awful. Terrible. It's just, just right? awful. It's yeah. bad. It's bad. Local morning television. Oh, it's awful. It's inherently bad. I don't right. know why they can't make it better. I don't know. Yeah. Weather, traffic, reporter out in the cold, freezing his ass off, telling you there's a game on Thursday when it's Monday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I saw this on an awful announcing, I believe, initially. Yeah, that's really where it belongs. <laughs> but a, a Calgary uh, television station morning show. It's pronounced Calgary. Calgary. Okay. Uh, they were discussing elf names. Because mm-hmm. this time there's of year, you got the elf name generator, it's, right? It's probably, it's probably a staple of television you know what this is going to be in in march right it's going to be your leprechaun name of course course. same thing so apparently this crew is calling all their colleagues by their elf names okay i like that that's funny yeah so uh so what could go wrong we got leslie's name too did we not peaches cookie fingers peaches cookie finger down in the parking lot (laughs) okay what (laughs) is that my stripper name (laughs) christmas elf oh (laughs) 
Sticky fingers? Cookie fingers. <laughs> <laughs> because Peach's sticky fingers is a better stripper name than Alfie. Everything is fine. Everything oh is fine. That yeah. reporter I love. Yeah, she's she's awesome. great. She's, she's like, great. I don't know what you guys are doing. You sent to me to do this live report. What's my name? Yeah, I'm Peaches out here at a petting fingers. zoo and you're calling me Peach's Sticky Fingers? What the hell's going on here? Uh, she deserves a promotion. She really I don't does. know. I don't know who she is. She needs to go to the uh, Canadian Network News, whatever yeah, that is. That's CNN. CNCBC or whatever. Yeah. Um, she's outstanding. Yes. The CBC is the one in, in England. Is this my stripper name? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it's your elf name, no, man. Elf name. Oh, elf, elf. Peaches Sticky Fingers? Elf. Sticky Fingers? Elf. Yeah. I'm out here with a ruler measuring snow, and you're calling me what? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I'm out here telling the kiddos they can come out for face painting at the petting zoo this weekend from 9 to noon, and this is what you're, this is this what is you're where calling we're going. me? Yeah. There's going to be a bounce house, and this is what you're telling me? Yeah, I had this, I had this professional report I was going to give you on right. this... Uh, Fantastic uh, bridge work that's being done out here in Calgary. Yep. And uh, you come to me with my stripper name? Mm -hmm. I mean, my elf name? (laughs) (laughs) I'm standing out here in front of an abandoned house fire, and this is what you're doing to me? Doing hope for the holidays here, and I'm sticky fingers? What? So look no further than yourelfname.com. That's right. That's where you go. Yourelfname.com, and just type in your name. And it'll give you your elf name. Right. So we want you to do that and text us on the Jay Southland yeah. Tow Service text line. Let us know what your elf name is. Yourelfname.com. Pretty easy, right? Yeah, Pretty that's simple. Why I, 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 there was, there's a number of them, but this one I felt like was the easiest one to, 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 to locate. Gotcha. Right? Yep. It's, you, can't, you can't mess up. Yourelfname.com. Right. Not that hard. Right. Pretty right. simple. So Y-O-U-R for those of you that can't spell. Type in your name. It might come right. up. Peaches Sticky Fingers. If this one, right? If this, I'm guessing this is probably the same one. The probably the same one they Peaches use. Sticky Fingers, Cookie Fingers. <laughs> There's a snort in there too, which is good. Peaches Sticky Fingers. Is yeah, I like the snort. An elf name is what I'm thinking. Everything is fine. Everything oh is God. fine here. She's awesome. She's great. Love her. Peaches, Fantastic. Peaches Sticky. Got to get her off that morning news show. Yeah, she's 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 going places. Yeah. Let her go places. Right. Uh, so I typed in mine. Okay. Uh, I am Coco Chatterpot. Oh, that's a good one. Coco Chatterpot. 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 Like to talk, which oh, makes sense, right? Yeah. Coco Chatterpot would be my elf name. B-Dub, what do you got? I am Jingle Ginger Pants. Jingle? Ginger Pants. Yeah, ginger buddy. Pants. Nice. That's appropriate. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's a good one. Yeah, your pants are made of ginger, aren't Ooh. they? Yeah. Mm. That's mm. what she said. <sighs> Bob? Me, I am we fudge wrapper. We like we W E E we we fudge wrapper. We fudge wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so go to yourelfname.com. Y O U R E L F N A M E dot com. Type in your name. All you have to do is put in your first and last name and right. then text us on the J Southland Toe Service text line at 913 586 7610 and let us know what your elf name is. Josh is Coco Chatterpot. Mm-hmm. B Dub is Jingle Ginger Pants. Mm-hmm. And I am Wee Fudge Rapper. Yeah. We're going to talk to uh, Noel Snowson coming up in just a moment. What's his name? Noel 
Noel or Noel, Noel I guess in this case. Yeah, yeah. Noel Snowson. Noel Snowson. Correct. Yeah. That would be Jay Bickley. <laughs> <laughs> you might he might too ask, since we're putting him on a spot, if that is his stripper name. Might he? Might he say that? Yeah. We got gumdrop uh-huh. trickle pants coming in. That's a good one. I like that. Minty sparkle box. Mm-hmm. Uh let me see. Wiz Chatterfingers. Buzz Magic Nose, Pudding Humberdink, <laughs> Dippy Hollybum, Sprout Sparkle Nose, mm. Bumpy Glitter Cheeks, mm. Dumpling Holly Cakes, Dippy Fizbo, Eggnog Giggleson. <laughs> Lucky Crafty Pants. Just be careful, though, because people are probably doing this on the up and up I for understand. now. Dingle and then gumdrop. as this thing yes. progresses, oh, God, it could yes. get fake. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All I'm saying. So be careful. Holly They're onto our bit lips. that you'll just like read that. anything that comes across the text yeah. line. No, I'm being careful. Dumpling Rainbow Pants. Elm Prickle Fingers. Fuzzy Cookie Bum. <laughs> <laughs> Or Noel Snowson, who yeah. joins us now for three quickies uh, with Bing. Do you know Blitz Angel Pants, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever know, Bink, your elf name is Noel Snowson? I did not know that. I'm glad I do know. You may you may want to get to know Scrappy Bright Lips. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Scrappy Bright Lips. All right, three yeah. quickies with, uh, with Bink. Bink, uh, number one for me today, can you name a Texan? I can. I can name a few Texans. Uh, we got one of the guys that uh, would love to see on this Chiefs team uh, that uh, was mocked to the Chiefs, but uh, no one takes my mock seriously, fellas. But Jalen Petrie, the safety, is having a great year. Davis Mitchell, uh, Damian Pierce is going to be out there leading running back. Uh, Brandon Cooks, leading wide receiver, is going to be out. Um, so Everybody's out, I think. Everybody's in red everybody's on the depth out. chart. Yeah, everybody everybody's out in the worst run defense in the NFL and the worst offense in the NFL via Houston Texans, who won a moral victory last weekend that everybody wants to talk about because they played the Cowboys close. But it's not a good football team. Not a good team at all. Jay, other than Bobby Bowden, would Mike Leach be your favorite collegiate football coach? 100%. I used to get a hat wherever he went. Uh the Washington State hat or uh, Mississippi State hat. He's by far uh, my favorite coach and what he meant to the game of football. And luckily, people are kind of seeing what he meant to the game of football and his, his coaching tree, the most impressive coaching tree in college sports. But it, it wasn't just what he did. It, you know, the guy was a lawyer. And his answers, he's only critically thinking everything he did. He even taught a course when he was up at Washington State. But he always thinks about his answer. He always cared about the people that were interviewing him. He always talked to him. One that he even went up to ESPN one time uh, when he first started coaching at Texas Tech and asked him. He said, "You know what? I don't know what to say when I go to halftime. I don't feel like I'm giving you guys enough of an answer going to halftime." That's the kind of guy he was. Well, yeah, and and just a nice guy too. And there's too many people who don't respect you know journalists in in the sports world. Uh, Mike Leach was definitely one of those guys and gave everybody an, an an opportunity. Just a just a great great human being. And Bakley number three, what is your favorite Texas beer and why? Oh, 
I'm going to say it was, fellas, the longest time, Shinerbach. I loved Shinerbach, mm-hmm. but I just had this stuff uh, the other day. Carback Brewing Company. They do a nice job, and, uh, yeah. Carback? Yeah. Have you, have you had it too, Bum? Yeah, I have, and I've seen a lot of people down in the Houston area that uh, that talk about it. I think they're a pretty big sponsor with the Astros, if I'm not mistaken. They are. They make like an Astros type yeah. beer and yep. stuff like this, but they, they make a holiday beer called Mule Shoot Your Eye Out, Y-U-L-E, like uh, and the leg lamps on it. It's uh, like Christmas Story, the movie Christmas Story. And I tried that, and I'm like, man, do I like this brewery? This might be one of my new favorites. And in Houston, in Dallas, they have one, a uh, Debellum Brewing, that, that's really good. It's good. I would come to you for the beer answers. That's, mm-hmm. why, we, that's, why, we, that's why we check in with Noel Snowson. That's right. Each and every yeah. uh, Thursday for three quickies with Bink. Bink, uh, you'll be on after... Chiefs and Texans coming up on on Sunday and an early one. You know, yes, I will, and I'll be on um, after coding gold today and tomorrow. Oh, uh, very nice. See that taking a couple days in off. on the drive. I figured you'd already be well. in by then. All it's right. bonus Noel Snowson today there it is. here on six ten Sports Radio. Thanks, Bank. All right, guys. Cling, glad you have a noon game. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> But we all have a noon game. Yeah, we See, all do. We all, we all do. get the noon game. We all, we all have yeah. a noon game. Uh, another fine example of not jumping to conclusions. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Don't miss former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson every Monday at 7.30. Man, I start smiling when you talk about Kansas City fan base. This fan base, I mean, compared to none, this is, this is number one for sure. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I think just another fine example of not jumping to conclusions. Now, a little bit of it was insider afflicted in this one, but Kansas City native Grant Wall passed away covering the World Cup. Much too young of an age. Fantastic uh, reporter in, in, in soccer, the preeminent U.S. soccer reporter. Was a heck of a college basketball writer for a time. You've seen all the pieces that have, that have come out. Discussing his his uh, his work, but boy, when it went down, was it Friday night? Friday night, because we all got texts and we all got you know. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was over the weekend at some point. Yeah, you thought writing about what's going on in in Cutter, not being afraid to discuss the uh, the contradictions between U.S. Uh, maybe U.S. culture and. Guitar culture, never afraid to take on FIFA. All these things were going on. I think a lot of people went, hmm, I wonder what's up with this. And then his brother comes out and puts out that video right away, and just the flames of controversy go all over the place. And then that right? took on truth there for a good Correct. 24, that, that, 48 that hours. Maybe, maybe it was not a, it should be a suspicious death. Right. Because his brother fanned the flames. His wife revealed, unfortunately, Grant died of a ruptured aortic aneurysm. Just a medical accident. Yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. So again, just a just a pause that we 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 it, that thing went to eleven. Like in two seconds. Oh God, yes. 
It went from, man, that stinks, a, 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 a younger person passed away on the job mm-hmm. to, oh, my God, did, some, did somebody kill him? Just, just take a pause every once in a while is what I'm saying. And I know Twitter and social media usually run to these things. And a little bit of the problem was obviously his brother ran to something very, very quickly. Um, but it's just kind of a lesson learned for all of us. Like, slow down a little bit, wait for the full story to come out, and then see where you feel. Because now it's just we lost a very talented journalist way too soon. Yep. That was a Kansas City native and that uh, kind of kept an eye on in – in the soccer structure as well, he kept an eye on Kansas City. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, he didn't write about just L.A. and New York. You know, he made sure Kansas City was like uh, – Hey, got to remember, hey, there's Kansas City and there's little markets too. Uh, they did a fantastic job of that in in covering soccer. I think made a bunch of soccer fans, and he should be remembered for his writing, not now because there may have been something that happened overseas. Nothing happened overseas. He died of a he died of a medical accident. Right, a medical. He had a medical issue that nobody could do anything about. His heart, his heart gave out. That's it. Yeah. yeah, his 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 heart gave out. So. So mm-hmm. just don't jump to conclusions too soon. There's a little lesson learned for everybody. Um, Binkley had mentioned this with the, uh, with the, uh, the Houston Texans uh, ahead for the, uh, for the chiefs this weekend. They're not good at stopping the run. So is this the week? 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 No matter what Andy does running the football, it's not going to be enough though. Right. People are, are going to say that, that that's the, um, the Texans are 32nd in the NFL against the rush. Right, right. But I, I think no matter what Andy does running the football, it's, it's always going to be wrong. He, he ran it too much. He didn't run it enough. He doesn't run it enough. He ran it too much. Why are you running? You should be passing. You have Patrick. Like, th- th- no matter what Andy does, no matter what he does, he gets criticized for the run game, right? Are we, are we all in agreement on that? Regardless of the outcome of the game, regardless of how many times people look at the run game and go, it's not balanced enough. It was 50-50, sir. It's still not balanced enough. Okay, fine. Um, so no matter what Andy does, he's going to be criticized for running the football however you know th- this year and and really with this one particular running back Isaiah Pacheco I feel like he's using Isaiah Pacheco perfectly this year and the reason I believe that is because every time you look up now at NFL Network and you see angry runs Isaiah Pacheco is on that list right every run as we've talked about can make the angry run segment with Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football. He runs that hard. And sometimes when you play the game at that kind of level, the only way you can get saved from yourself is by not playing every single play. There's just no possible way anybody can have a shelf life for a season in an NFL, let alone a little career in the NFL, running the ball as hard as Isaiah Pacheco does. And I think the way that Andy has utilized him this year I think we got to give Andy Reid a lot of credit and, and really look at Andy Reid and say he is doing it the right way with Isaiah Pacheco. I know a lot of folks live in this fantasy world and and they're all about their fantasy stats. I live in a Chiefs world and I'm all about what the Chiefs do and the Chiefs stats. And the best thing, in my opinion, when you have running backs is to never have, unless it's a Barry Sanders, to never have one running back that you're going to count on because it just doesn't work that way in the NFL. And especially now with a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, who does everything hard. You can't overutilize him in a game now because the postseason is coming. We need him to be strong for the postseason. I think next to Travis Kelsey, he is the second most important non-Mahomes player 
on offense right now. That's the type of difference Isaiah Pacheco, in my opinion, makes. And your opinion may be different. You may think it's Juju or you may think it's McKinnon or whoever the case may be. I would be. say the running backs. But I just think he, I think he is a vital piece right now to the success of this team. And the last thing you want to do is overutilize him where January rolls around and he truly is gassed. Yeah. Uh, Rich Eisen had tweeted this out. The Chiefs appear to have someone special in Pacheco. They don't run him enough. Yeah, I disagree. And I know, and I know there are probably plenty of Chiefs fans that say, yeah, I agree. I think in individual games, you may be able to make that case. But I last week had a dawn on me, like in terms of like preservation. Because I don't feel what he does is fully sustainable. Right. He takes on everybody. He does. He doesn't care. And he just runs so hard. It's great to watch. But it it doesn't feel sustainable to me. Right. You don't want him taking pop after pop after pop. Do you want him to come up with a big play when you need him to? And take on a linebacker and knock him down and get a key first? Yeah. Sure sure you do. Yeah. It doesn't have to be every play. And, and I it shouldn't that, have to be on the last play of a game that you're up 27. Yeah, nothing for sure. Two, right? Like <laughs> while that last run was great, they should have never been in that never situation. Been there. Isaiah Pacheco should have had to take that, take on all those hits. Right. The game should have been long over. Like that's a waste. Mm-hmm. Ultimately on the big picture, that's a waste. It is. And so, yeah, I think that they're going to have to be not necessarily a pitch count, but just always kind of paying attention to like how the usage is going to be um, with a guy that runs that hard. I think it, it, it's, it's smart. Once you get CEH back, I fully expect them to to split up some things. And you may say, well, man, Pacheco should be getting all the carries. Okay, do you want somebody whose tires fall off in like three years? <laughs> or do we want to see if you can keep it going as long as possible? I don't have a problem with them, you know, finding ways to to spell him. I just think his style... His style to me is awesome and fun, but also dangerous. Yeah, it, it's a very dangerous for style. Him. For him. Yeah, for him. I mean, the team will just move on and find somebody else that will do the job like they've done with the running back position. But I think he's he's more of a special one than we've seen in the past, just with the way that he runs. And I want him running in the postseason. And I think, again, you, you mentioned, you know, the, the usage of him over the course of each game or whatever it is. I still go back to what Sean Barber said, you know, weeks ago about how every single game in each week is a different chapter in a storybook. And the story is the season. And right now we're on chapter 15 because it's week 15. And maybe Isaiah Pacheco, you know, character, if you will, doesn't star this much in this week's episode or this week's chapter of this storybook that's being told, but maybe next week his star is a little bit brighter or they're going to be really bright come come the postseason when it's going to be bitterly cold in January and you need somebody. Like, can you imagine how cold it's supposed to be on Christmas Eve in this town? Having a playoff game against another team and here comes Isaiah Pacheco through the line and he just fires on you and blows you up like he did in that Bronco game and it's January 15th. You think you want to go back out there and play again, right? Do you think you want to get back up in that cold, bitter, nasty weather after you just got destroyed by Isaiah Pacheco? Hell no. He's going to be a valuable weapon when it's really cold in the playoffs and they need to pound the rock and they need to bloody the opposition. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD2, Liberty, and Odyssey Station. So when I see this week, oh man, the Texans are last against the run. Load up. Eh, not really. This is a game you need to do that, right? Right, right? You do a whole bunch of stuff and beat the Texans. Correct. Like if I saw this with the playoff team, I'm like, yeah, let's take advantage of the fact they can't stop the run. Establish a run game. Set yourself up with a bunch of second and shorts. Yeah. 
This week, I'm like, just just win the game. Just win the game. Just win the game. I don't need it to expose matter. their weaknesses necessarily. You're going to be able to do a bunch of stuff that exposes them. So I don't expect them to go, you know what, this week we're going to run it 40 times and throw it 18. Right. I just don't think that's going to be the but, case. But also on a team that's 10-3 and three and a win gets you the, the AFC West for the seventh consecutive year, I don't think they need to be utilizing anybody anymore, right? Like, especially from a running back standpoint. Again, and I think Rich Eisen is speaking more from a fantasy perspective. Hey, I surveyed like the entire the NFL. Yeah. I'd like to see more of Within him. Within a game, though, I could make the absolutely make the case. Like, man, they should run him more, like in a specific game. Sure. Overall, I can't. Right. But you but you look at the big picture, and, and when you step back, I view it from, like, where Andy Reid sits. And what's best for this organization is to make sure that Isaiah Pacheco is fresh going into the postseason, not wasting carries and hits and all of that kind of stuff in a game against the Texans. Mm. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.